What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rockstrikes 10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels, or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock Ladies and gentlemen, Tina Turner! 
things I do what I want to do. I'm in love with life. It's the only way. But you and I know we gotta go someday. Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. Okay, you know what time it is. Come on, if you don't know by now, everybody knows about this. I feel really weird saying it this way and kicking off the show this way but i'm pretty sure i said out loud if i haven't said it to at least a few of my friends over the last few months i've been listening to a few extra amount of tina turner records over the last few years as i've been doing these countdown shows as you know if you're a friend of the show and i might have said out loud everybody gonna miss tina when she's gone and that time is now and everybody is definitely missing tina right now so I don't really have any kind of like follow-up to that statement or punchline or anything. I'm just stating fact here. Man, our heroes are leaving us. On one side of the coin, it's like we've lived in this lifetime just thinking of like the top shelf, really innovative talent in music that has left us just in the last decade or so. People like Chuck Berry and Little Richard, the innovators. We dealt with the tragic death of Freddie. We dealt with the death of a prince, the death of the man who fell to earth, and this is right up there with all of them. The queen is dead. Long live the fucking queen. We're doing three parts for Tina here. And since I brought up Prince, right there, you probably figured that one out. If you're any kind of decent music fan, we kicked off our Tina Turner tribute show here today with a rare live version of Prince's Let's Pretend We're Married. And I don't have a lot of notes for that particular version, although since it does appear as a bonus track on the 30th anniversary of the Private Dancer CD, I'm assuming it was recorded during the Private Dancer tour. Seems to make the most sense, but at least officially from the Private Dancer Deluxe Edition that was Prince's Let's Pretend We're Married. So Tina's version right there. You know, Tina, she did tremendous covers for the most part, and that one, she took a few liberties to the lyrics, but I can't hate on it because how, how can you hate on it? Just let her do what she wants. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. And that's a little bit of a taste to get you ready for some of the amount of rarities, deep cuts, and random ass covers that's going to be on this Tina Turner tribute. Stuff that I would venture to say that most of you would not even know that these versions existed until you heard them on these episodes. And I'm not trying to brag because honestly, some of these I never heard before prior to doing this tribute show. I knew a good amount of them, and I'm being legit about that. I'm a fan, but I didn't know about some of these, so I'm excited to play them here for you. So strap yourselves in. We're spending all weekend here with Tina, starting here today. And I, I got to tell you, like I locked up at least two-thirds of this tribute on the day that she passed away last week. So I was already pretty confident that this would be a overtly decent tribute to the life and career of Tina Turner. So I'm going slightly chronological, but the whole idea that I had with this is I'm definitely super ultra sad. And I kind of knew this to be a reality a long time ago, but I never got to see her live. Not that she pretty much stopped touring by the time I was a licensed driver and actively going to all the shows that I possibly could. But I think I got the bug to see her, honestly, around the turn of the 21st century, around 2000. And that's basically when she hung it up as a full-time touring performer. 
She did those handful of shows at Wembley. Great way to kind of go out as far as doing a full-time schedule. And she did a couple of shows here and there, which you'll hear audio from those shows during these tribute episodes. But yeah, it's, it's a damn shame. I never got to see her. And there was a point about 25 years ago, I'm like, man, if she comes to town or if she comes near me, I'm going to go see her. But yeah, sadly, that never happened. So what I'm doing on this one, I'm trying to make each episode like basically a set list for a show, as I kind of try to do on all these episodes. But I really went out of my way to try to pace this in, in a fun, neat way for you to enjoy. Slightly chronological, like I said, because we're going to lean on a lot of the Icantina stuff on this part one. And then move on basically and pivot into her solo career for parts two and three. So doing a lot of Ike and Tina stuff. We're not really celebrating Ike as a person. But he did have his moments of greatness as far as musical history goes. But I'm not even going to get into that. Because this is Tina's show, damn it. So right off the bat here, let's do a twofer of arguably the two greatest Ike and Tina Turner songs of all time. We're going to kick things off. With the massively, overtly, wall of sound produced Phil Spector song right here, River Deep, Mountain High. Let me 
Ah, uh, yes, setting a high standard here for this tribute show, for this three-part tribute show here to Tina Turner. Kick things off there with River Deep Mountain High, 66, from the album of the same name, River Deep Mountain High. Like I said, produced by Phil Spector. Super fun fact, that's why you gotta dive deep on the credits when you open up your albums and CDs and all that. And if you're just streaming, just cross your fingers that like a Wikipedia or a fandom or something like that gets it accurate. But that really cool, like very 60s artsy photo collage that they used for the original album cover of River Deep Mountain High was photographed by our favorite drug-taking wartime photojournalist right there, Dennis Hopper. Yes, Dennis Hopper took the photos for that album cover. Go look it up. I like that kind of stuff. And yes, of course, I just recently played Nutbush City Limits from 73 on our recent 1973 albums countdown and yes i'm playing it again because damn it that is one of the greatest rock songs of all time so it deserves to be played on any great rock show but especially on a tina turner tribute show i mean come on she wrote that song it's so great and yeah that's how we're basically kicking off this tribute with those three excellent songs we've got so many great songs to go as we're leaning on the Ike and Tina era of Tina Turner's career here on this episode. And if you're any kind of music historian, you'll know that in the fork in the road between rock and roll and soul, somewhere in there lies country music. And yes, there actually is an album where Tina leaned on a handful of country music covers. It is her quote-unquote official first solo album, which... I really don't count anything that Ike was involved in as a Tina solo album. And I was surprised to find out years ago that she actually did write a handful of these songs, which is nice. Uh, But yeah, this was kind of Ike's concept. And I'm assuming the idea was, hey, this worked for Ray Charles. Let's do it with Tina for crossover success. And it's not a bad idea in theory for sure. But this album didn't really set the world on fire. But man, there's uh, as any Tina vocal She lends herself very well to this material because, like Ray Charles said in the movie Ray, there's not a whole lot of difference between blues, soul, country, and all that, especially the old versions with the stories and everything and the heartbreak. So, yeah, I really enjoyed the handful of songs I've now heard from this Tina Country. I might confess I've never heard this album before all the way through until very recently. And this one really stuck out. I just really like it. It's very classic country, but this could easily be like an Otis Redding song, too. So picking this one right here. This is a song originally written and performed by Hank Snow, who's written a lot of songs that you will actually know, believe it or not. But here is Tina's version of I'm Moving On.
Another two for right there. Another surprise cover for you. That was Ain't That a Shame, which I'd say a good amount of you probably would recognize that mostly as a song that Cheap Trick does. And if your record collection is extra cool, you'll also know it as a Fats Domino song that Cheap Trick covered. And now you know that I can Tina Turner covered that song. And I don't have a ton of info about when this was released at all. There is so many Icantina compilations, if you will, where she's just doing all the covers. And some of these things just weren't on proper albums. So I have to turn my geeky production brain on and just guess by how it sounds when this was recorded. I'm sure the info is out there, but I dug a little bit and I could not find out. So I'm guessing just judging by the Muskrat Love-esque keyboards on there, we're going early to mid-70s on that version. That's my guess. But also we kicked off that twofer with the Hank Snow song, I'm Moving On. That was originally from Tina Turns the Country On. You like that? Tina Turns the Country On? That's the name of that Country Covers album. It came out in September of 74. Hope you enjoyed that double shot. And yes, we're mostly going to be doing double shots throughout this three-parter. Also, it helps for me to get the shows out quicker if I only do twofers. And I don't think it takes away from the importance and the tribute we're trying to pay here to Miss Tina Turner, because this show, honestly, is not about me. The show is barely ever about me, except in certain instances where I personalize it. But this show is about the queen, Tina Turner, the greatest of all time. Okay, 
I mentioned Otis Redding earlier as just an example of, hey, I could hear him doing uh, Moving On. And as luck would have it, there was a handful of times where Tina did cover some Otis Redding classics. And here's an example of that right here. The song is always just the most heartbreaking anyway. But to hear Tina do it, and also there's a handful of these songs and these cover songs, especially, you know, when she's hanging around Ike and still married to him and everything. And if you know your history, you know that it was not a great relationship and it was very toxic and abusive and horrible. And she was lucky to get out of it alive and all those kind of things, all those terrible things. Then you hear these songs and it just takes on a whole other meaning. So what I mean by that is something like this. Here is Ike and Tina Turner with I've Been Loving You Too Long. I've been loving you too long. I don't want to stop now. Just stay and make and make love to me. 
if you if you just make me say, oh, oh baby, oh, oh baby.
can make you happy And I know that you can make me happy But you just got to let me in Open up and let me Let, let me in Open up Let me in, let me in, let me, let me in, baby. Another great set of music right there. We kick things off with Ikatina Turner's version of Otis Redding's I've Been Loving You Too Long from their album Out of Season from the spring of 69. And some of you may know Out of Season for its mega controversial back and front album cover. You can go look it up if you want. And I bought a handful of those like top album cover coffee table books of all time. And that's always in there because <laughs> it's, uh, it's wild. I'm not offended by it, by the way. Just, just for the record, but yes. Yeah, and that, that's where that version comes from. And then we finished off the set with the title track from the album from January of 73, Let Me Touch Your Mind. Great standout track. There's a reason why the album is called that. It's one of the better songs on the album. It's got a handful of good songs, but unfortunately that one wasn't overly strong enough to make it on the top albums of 1973 Countdown. Although Nutbush City Limits did make it on the Countdown. But, I mean... You got to give some of these bands a little bit of a pass. You're putting out like two albums in the same calendar year and touring on top of it. Like, I, I do give a lot of bands of this era a pass. So, there you go. So, really around the time, as I, as I remember from watching the movie and reading the book and everything, around the mid-70s, it was getting to the point, and it still would be years before she would leave Ike, but... Starting to get some more attention and seeing the potential that she might have as a solo artist. I mean, obviously, there's the potential was there from day one. But you see records like this, and I'm just like, man, if only she could have maybe started earlier on as a solo artist. Because in 1975, there was a record that came out called Acid Queen. And it's weird because the, the whole side one of the album is all like cool rock and roll covers. And they're not produced by Ike Turner. The B side of the album is produced by Ike Turner, even though apparently he was in there in the studio. They used some outside producers that actually had a decent track record and kind of new hits and what was a hit at the time. And much like what they did with Phil Spector, they gambled on the fact that an outsider could come in, help get him some stuff that would make the charts, stuff like that. But Acid Queen's really neat. I feel like that's going to be one of those albums where you're going to obviously see a glut of reissues every possible label that could put out anything and there's probably a lot of public domain stuff that'll come out and then you know of course the tina solo album there's just going to be this massively huge campaign of stuff on vinyl which i'm not that upset about because a lot of these albums have been out of print and been massively hard to find for years and an album like acid queen's a good example and like i said i think people will really glom onto that record if anything just for the a side with all the fun covers on there and i'm going to feature some songs from that here on these tribute shows starting with this one right here here's a super fun cover of under my thumb
Now this song is about we women. Yeah, I mean, if you knew that existed before these episodes, you knew I was going to play that. And talking about how uncomfortable some of the stuff is, like the Icantina era stuff, and she's singing a song like that 
which is completely just an anti-spousal abuse song. It's it's really weird. It's very deep and wow. So yes, that was Ike and Tina Turner with their version of Alice Cooper's Only Women Bleed. And that's another one of those things like earlier when I played Ain't That a Shame. That's on a billion comps of Ike and Tina Turner. It never made any of their proper albums that I can tell. And if I'm wrong, please let me know because I looked everywhere to try to find the original album that appeared on. It looks like it's only on compilations and bestas and stuff. So there you have it. Only Women Bleed and we kicked off that twofer with Tina's awesome version of Under My Thumb from the Acid Queen record from 1975. Those outside producers that I mentioned, I, I didn't bring up their names, but it says the Acid Queen album was co-produced by Denny Deontay and the uh, more interesting name for me, the second half of that production team, Spencer Proffer, who would gain a good amount of notoriety as a hit-making producer, produced one of my favorite albums of all time, Metal Health by Quiet Riot. Yeah, that's Spencer Proffer. He produced that Acid Queen record, along with Ike Turner uh, on the B-side. He would actually do the arrangements, even for the Ike side. That's how good Spencer was at that time. And another fun fact about that Acid Queen record, which I'm going to tell you just right off, we're going to finish off this set here tonight with another song from this Acid Queen record. I think you're going to enjoy it. But yes, since I didn't tell you this fact on the front end, i got to tell you now before I play this track, before I forget... So, yeah, different kind of producers. They're going to bring in their own session musicians and whatnot. And one of the guys they bring in to play on that record is noted guitar session guy, Ray Parker Jr., Mr. Ghostbusters, Mr. Radio. Can't change that. That Ray Parker Jr. So he plays guitar on this whole record, basically, at least on the good songs. (laughs) Uh, But, yes, you're going to enjoy the guitar stylings of Mr. Ray Parker Jr. once again on this closing track. And how can you not close out a set with something like this? Here is Tina Turner with her version of Whole Lot of Love.
There you have it. All the sex appeal in that one. Closing off the show here tonight, part one of three of our big Tina Turner tribute episode. A tribute befitting of a queen. That was Whole lot of Love from the Acid Queen record from 1975. Hope you enjoyed that. I hope you enjoyed this whole episode. Let me know what your favorites were. Things like that. Constructive criticism. Send them on over to me. I'd love to hear from you. And to find out how to do that, stay tuned for the plugs with my better half, Nola along with the best outro song in all the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, we give our cats Ruby and Ripley a treat. We are on Twitter at RockStrikes10, and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have Rock Strikes 10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going all the way back to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out some of these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. And the I Am Vinyl podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. We also highly recommend that you check out our good friend Mark Striegel, who can now be heard exclusively on Sirius XM as part of Ozzy's Boneyard and Hair Nation. Last, but certainly not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business, Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent ya. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun. Postgame show is brought to you by Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it.